God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Lift up your voice too, and bless the name of the Lord.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shalabagatai, Baradashalamekapan. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Shabadabagatabata, Sapato Shalem, the very Digatai. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Abalagashalabagatai. Just keep sharing, just keep sharing. your voice right now you want to say my god i thank you i give you praise and all the glory even as your word is coming let your word transform my life in jesus precious mighty name lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of the lord Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take all your glory, Lord. Take all the glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and the glory. We honor you, O God. It is yet another moment in your presence. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mighty God, we ask for grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We honor you, mighty God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your word is already anointed. Therefore, as your word is coming in the name of the Lord Jesus, the word of God says that the entrance of thy word giveth light. 
this is the light that is the inspiration of the spirit that giveth understanding even unto the simple we ask in the name of the lord jesus that you will stretch forth your mighty hand and cause your light to shine forth even in the lives of your people in the name of the lord jesus any form of darkness that is ignorance that has covered the eyes of your people preventing them from seeing into the realms of light i declare in the name of the lord jesus let your light shine and let that kind of darkness disappear in the name of the lord jesus your word is already anointed therefore let your word come with full force and power that it will cause the souls of your people to be transformed that their bodies will be conformed even to the image of christ that your name alone will be glorified we give you all the praise for tonight in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah 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 my god i want to welcome all of you once again to this evening's teaching service wallace god bless you so for how are you doing it's been a while favorite ruby god bless you moses mensa god bless you so for mommy god bless you mommy do you know anybody in the uk god bless you theresa wealth god bless you michael memshak god bless you god bless you unibella god bless you my god maryland god bless you 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 kp boating god bless you my god george gke also for god bless you that my uncle and cousins all right all right all right god bless you god bless you god bless you a door is about to be opened jennifer anderson god bless you lc god bless you smell god bless you god bless you edwin god bless you Ethia adobia wow so for mommy how are you doing it's been a long time my regards to osofo ralph tell him the lord is about to put a smile on his face any moment from now eric shalom god bless you nelson god bless you anita pobi god bless you Ethia. God bless you, Star. Ida, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. My God. Kluche, Emmanuel. God bless you. Also for Ralph. God bless you. God bless you. My God. Get ready for the word of God. Get your notepads and your pens ready. Want to delve deep even into the word of God. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. My God. My God. My God. I believe strongly that tonight the Lord is going to cause His mighty hand to come upon somebody. Your eyes will be opened and the Lord will cause you to understand deeper secrets even from His word in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever is hidden will be made bare. And that which God wants you to know will cause you to know in the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 Father, we pray that grace will locate your people, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. I call it done. 
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. All right. So get your notepads ready. Get your notepads ready. We want to quickly zoom into the Word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Get ready. Okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Okay. Yesterday we laid a foundation and we started talking about the introduction even to the sermon, the temple of God, the temple of God. And we laid a certain introduction and we understood that the temple of God is the dwelling place of God. It is where God's throne is that he sits on and executes his power as a king. That is the temple of God. So the temple of God then, if God is seated in the temple on his throne as a king, then it can also be said that the temple of God is the palace of God. The temple of God is the palace of God. Is the palace of God. So get ready. Tonight we want to start decoding things from the beginning. <laughs> we want to start decoding things. The Bible said in the book of Psalm 139, verse 14 downwards, David said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. Verse 15, the Bible said, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Hmm. Verse 16 says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book. All my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. My goodness. Verse 17, he said, How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Hmm. This scripture is actually opening things up. Is somebody following? Good. Now, this is David, and he's speaking of the fact that he was fearfully and wonderfully made. 
fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, when we look at this scripture, we will understand that God is the greatest mathematician ever in the universe. When we read the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible said that God said to Jeremiah, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew thee. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew thee. The part of Jeremiah that was formed in his mother's womb is actually his body. The part of Jeremiah that was formed in his mother's womb is actually the body of Jeremiah. Now, when we are speaking and talking about the body of Jeremiah, we need to start from somewhere and end at somewhere. The body of anybody does not just appear. It starts from a certain point. Is somebody with me? Good. So your body started from a certain point and ended up at where you are right now. You can really bear with me that when you take your picture, when you were five years old, you look very different from now. Now, what then is the difference? There has been a difference in certain parts of your body. Some of you, your hair was not as it is now. Some of you, your nose is not as it is now. Some of you, your stomach has become bigger than it used to be. Hey. Hey. So you have to know and understand and one of the things you really need to be very careful of and also know is that there is a strong link between your body and your spirit let's look at something that James said James said hmm. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 20, verse 26, verse 26, James said, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead so what actually gives life to the body is the spirit what gives life to the body is the spirit no wonder 
the word of God tells us that don't we know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? So it is the Holy Spirit that actually vitalizes our body. He is the life-giving spirit. That is why the Bible said in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11, the word of God said that if he if the spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, he shall quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit that dwelleth in you. And that word quicken is the word life-giving. So the Holy Ghost is the one that gives life to your mortal bodies. That means that when the Holy Ghost is not present in a man, the man is considered a dead body. So what actually makes somebody dead is when the person is without the Holy Ghost. Not that the person is just living a normal life. No. So without the Holy Spirit present in a man, the man is considered dead. But when the Holy Ghost also comes to reside in a man, he has to change the body of the man to a temple so that he can come and dwell inside the man. And that is what we have come here to talk about. The temple of God. Your body must become the temple of God. Because the Holy Ghost does not just reside in anything. He resides only in a temple. And that temple is your body. So before the Holy Ghost comes to reside in your body, he must change your body to a temple before he dwells. Now understand that every spirit is looking for the human body to turn it to a temple so that it can dwell in. So the spirit of fornication will turn the human body into a certain temple and that temple will become the temple of fornication so that the spirit of fornication will dwell therein. The spirit of lust will change the human body and make it a lustful temple so that it can come and dwell. It is the same way the Holy Spirit is coming to turn our bodies into a holy temple so that He, the Holy Spirit, can dwell inside of us. Are you with me? We are now about to kick start, so follow me. If you miss things from this place, you have already missed it, so follow me. Good. Now, the word of God said, God has been looking for a place to dwell because according to Job chapter 15 verse 15, even the heaven is not pleasant in the sight of God. Hey! Even the heavens, they are not pleasant in the sight of God. So God has been looking for a better place to dwell therein, so that his main agenda for the universe will be executed. Therefore God looked and said, let us make man, so that that man will be the expression of my power and my being. But when God made man, the Bible said, therefore, in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him the breath of life. And that was the spirit. So the moment God formed man's body, he added the spirit to it. That body was actually the temple. Now, let me 
explain things for you to understand. When you read this scripture from the Tagum Onkelos version of the Bible, the word of God says that God picked the dust of the temple and formed man red, black, and white. God, he picked the dust of the temple and formed man red, black, and white. What is the dust of the temple? This, the human body actually was a design from a temple which was in heaven. The human body was formed from a design. <coughs> the human body was formed from a design of the temple of God which was already in heaven. So God looked at the temple that is in heaven and formed the human body according to the measurement and everything. So God is the greatest mathematician. He looked at the temple of heaven and he began to form the human body inside the womb of a woman. So even though this our human body is a fallen body, Still, there is a certain dimension of a human body that looks exactly like the temple which is in heaven. Are you all with me? So now, as you are seated here, listening to me, look at your body right now. Just look at your body. Are you seeing that body? <coughs> are you seeing your bulgy eyes like my own? Are you seeing your acrobatic nose? Like who knows tomorrow? Are you seeing your forehead? Hmm. Somebody said, please, it's cute. Be there and be saying cute, cute, cute. Do you know what cute is? Can I be very honest with you? Do you know that none of these parts of you that you are seeing is yours? Do you know that it is very wrong to even say my body? Hmm. Wow. Do you know if you say my body, it is very wrong, especially if you are a Christian? Let me show you something from the book of First Corinthians, chapter six. 
verse 15 to 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 to 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 to 20. Somebody should post that scripture here so that we can move very fast. I have a lot of things to talk about tonight. And some of you, you will be shocked. You, ha- you would have to exit Port Bean and come back tomorrow. <coughs> Good. Now, the Bible said, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? So, get this. This thing that you call your body, do you know that they are members of Christ? Paul said, Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? <laughs> For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Follow me, I'll start explaining things. Verse 17 said, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Verse 18, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual... Oh. Jennifer, post, post the other um, verses. I'm reading it from your version. It is very nice. Post from verse 19 to 20. Jennifer. Good said flee sexual immorality every sin that a man does is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body verse 19 now says that or do you not know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god and you are not your own do you know what it means that you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let me tell you, if only you are a Christian, get this. This thing that you call your body, it is not yours. It has already been bought. It has already been bought by God. And so long as it has been bought of God. You cannot use any part of it the way you want it. It is not for you. It is not for you anymore. It has been bought. If you don't want your body to be bought, it means you cannot be a, a believer. Once you become a Christian, let me explain things for you to understand. I was saying this. If I want to build a house, first, I need to go and buy a land. I cannot just go anywhere and say, build the house here for me. It's a lie. I need to buy a land. And any land that has been lying down dormant without any building on it, surely and definitely, there will be weeds upon it. So first, I will go to the owner of the land and pay 
And when I pay for the land, I buy it. And after I buy the land, I will weed all the, all the evil things on the land and I will start laying foundation. That is what God did to you. You are like the land that was laid bare for all kinds of weeds to grow on you. All kinds of evil things, all kinds of fornications, all kinds of lies, all manner of the works of the flesh were manifesting through your life. But Jesus Christ came to buy your body. So once your body was bought, my dear, you that land does not belong to the one that used to be called an owner again. Jesus Christ is now the owner. So your body is not yours. The land cannot say, I am the land, I own myself. It's a lie. It is either somebody owns you. It has never ever been that man owns himself. It can't happen. <laughs> Some of you will hear this statement to be very some way. It has never ever been that your body will belong to you. It doesn't happen. Are you all following? Who's a hiding? So, first and foremost, understand you are a young lady. You have when you look in the mirror, you go back and you turn yourself and you see a backside and you are very happy that my, my buttocks are big. It is for me. Look at a deceived personality. The very day you think that anything you see in your body is for you, that is when you started living a life that is, that is ungodly. Haven't you realized that? The very day you started seeing that your buttocks are big and you became a little bit happy about it, that is when you started connecting yourself to men. That is when, when you go out, you think all men are looking at you. It's a devilish mindset. It is not true. Some of you, you believe so much in your body, how beautiful you look. And you think you are beautiful. Listen, it is not, uh, this thing I'm about to say, eh, it will bring a lot of issues. And it will help you, the young ladies. I'm telling you the gospel truth. It will help you, the young ladies. Because many of you, you have listened to foolish motivational speakers and they are telling young girl, you are beautiful, you are this. You go for places that they say women empowerment, they tell you, young girl, you are beautiful, believe in yourself, you are this, yourself, yourself. Nonsense, foolish things that are not scriptural and you are walking about thinking that you are the beautiful thing that has ever happened and all men are looking at you. That is nonsense. If there is anything you think you have, it is not for you. It is Christ. Christ bought you. 
if you have confidence, it shouldn't be in how beautiful you think you look. It shouldn't be in the botox that you think you have. It shouldn't be in the body, the thick, tall kind of nature you think you have. Everything has been bought by Christ. And if it has been bought, none of this part of you should be used to do anything that you think you want. It should be used to the, to the glorification of God. So Paul said, we have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. He said, don't you know that your members, your body is a member of Christ? Should I pick a part of my body which is a member of Christ and make it a member of a prostitute? Uh-huh. Hmm. The temple of God. We are coming on. We are now about to start. We have not entered into the anatomical dimensions. I want you to understand this one. First and foremost, put this at the back of your mind. Put this at the back of your mind. My, this thing is not mine. It is not my body. It is the temple of God. Anytime a young guy says, Ah, you have a nice back. You have it. Say, say, please, it is not mine. It is for the Lord. Hey, with this mindset, nobody can fool around your destiny. It is then that you will know, sorry if I'm about to use certain heavy words. I have to, I have to use them. I will say heavy, heavy things today. Because I'm going to start from the hair to the soles of the feet. Everything will receive <laughs> biblical explanation so that you know what you are supposed to use parts of your bodies to do if what you are doing with that part of your body does not glorify God you are under the influence of a different spirit You let me be plain with you. Eh? Some of you think you you were, you were people that thought, ah, me, I have a nice body. I have this, I have this, I have that, I have that. The moment you started having that mindset, look at the number of guys you slept with. Because when you go out, you think everybody is looking at you. When you are even dressing, get a cramp, you know, it, a certain devilish mindset comes to your mind, making you look like and they will sorry, you know, about three guys. They say all the guys in the church will look at you. They say you you get off spiritual radar and you switch into the flesh even if you are buying new clothes the negative mindset because you think that your body is yours the best way to live a holy life First is to think and know and understand this thing called body, it is not mine, it has been bought. That is the, the first principle of living a holy life. The first principle of living a holy life. My dear, you can never live a holy life when you think this is my body. My body, I am, I am on my own, and I can, I can choose to do whatever I want to do with my body. It is my own body. 
Once you have that mindset, you are far away from purity. Very far away from holy life. Very, very far. You can never live holy. No matter the, the holy anointing or you be poor or you can never. understanding now knowing that this body is actually known as the temple of God it is not your temple it is God's temple how come something you call your own has become a property of God until God buys that body it can never be his own so he bought it how then did God buy my body It was through his death. It is called redemption. Redemption. Redemption means paying the ransom to get a property. So a price was paid for the sake of your body. And that your body was bought. The body that the devil was trying to destroy with sin and ended up in hell. Jesus came to buy it and said, Now I have bought this body. I am putting a different spirit inside this body. And I'm changing this body to make it a glorious temple. And this temple that I'm making this body like, it is already in heaven. So I am looking at the measurement, the parameters of the temple in heaven. And I'm, I, am, I am making that same thing in your body. So that my spirit can come and dwell on the inside of you. So as you are seated here, your body is not your own. When we look at your body, we are actually seeing the temple of God which is in heaven. The same temple that is in heaven, the same way things have been built in the temple which is in heaven, is the same way your body is like. So anytime you use any member of your body to do an ungodly thing, you have actually attacked the temple of God. You are destroying God's temple. That is why Paul comes back and he says that, Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? If anybody destroys the temple, I, God, I will destroy it. <laughs> Somebody shout mercy. Somebody just shout mercy. It is only when a man knows I have been bought, that is when you will know that my eyes cannot watch everything. My eyes can only watch what, what the one that bought me permits. My ears can only hear what the one that bought me permits. Because the moment I begin to use any member of my body to do what the one that bought me disallows or disapproves, what I have become right now is like this. I have married a woman and the woman has gone out to sleep with somebody. Who is this woman? She is an adulteress. She has become a prostitute. Anytime we use our part of 
any part of the body to do an ungodly thing. What we are actually becoming is that we are, we are fornicators. We are joining ourselves to idol worship. It is becoming hot and serious. It is becoming very hot and serious. Do you know that the Bible called Esau a fornicator, but Esau never slept with somebody before marriage? The Bible called Esau a fornicator, but the Esau never slept with anybody. because Esau sold his birthright. In the book of Hebrews, I think chapter 12, Esau sold his birthright for food and God called him a fornicator. So any part of our bodies that we sell for anything that is temporal, we become fornicators. So fornication only does not come in when you are sleeping with somebody you are not married to. We will come there. Hey. God bless you. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 16 says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. So Esau was rendered a fornicator because he sold his birthright. And the Bible even called him a profane person. Hey! A profane person and a fornicator because he sold his birthright. Now, this one is not to bring anybody under condemnation. I love the way a lot of people are joining today. We bless God. It is not to bring anybody under co- condemnation. It is to open our eyes for us to walk in serious purity. The only way, the easiest way a man can begin to walk in purity is for him to know that that thing she calls botox is for god that thing she calls beautiful face is not for her it is for jesus christ and therefore it must be used to glorify jesus anything you use any part of your being to do that does not glorify god you have become a fornicator like Esau. This is the easiest way to allow the Holy Ghost to take charge of your body. That is when sin cannot have dominion over you. Yes. 
it is in this knowing that my body has been bought therefore i am living life this body for the one that bought me it is called presenting your body as a living sacrifice unto god that is what it is called just as the scripture said to present your bodies as a living sacrifice the easiest way to know that now listen when you are bringing a sacrifice whether you bought the goat or the sheep the sacrifice will not be unto you it is unto somebody else do you know that this is the main reason why we got born again this is the main reason why we got born again so right now if we are really looking for your true father it is not mr answer it is not um mr puku it is god if we are really looking at anybody that is not born again has his father to be mr answer but the one that is born of the spirit i am telling you god is your true father therefore you need to live for god So the essence of your your born again is that your body has been bought of God and therefore that body must glorify God. So now God took his time and he made your body as a temple. And that temple God first made this temple in a place called heaven and he he pitched his throne and sat there. And if you really look at scripture how the throne of God and the temple of god has been described by the men that were carried into heaven you can really look at the anatomical feature of man and you can see that it is the same way that god has designed things and that is when you will know that god is the greatest scientist the greatest engineer the greatest architect the greatest technologist the greatest mathematician ever so from today don't look at your backside and say wow my botox is growing big wow when i go out a lot of men will look at me what then is the difference between you and a non-believer What then is the difference between you and an unbeliever? Unbelievers think that their bodies belong to them. But we that have been born again, we know that first our mothers gave birth to us, but second, a certain dimensional greatest being, the owner of the universe, gave birth to us. And therefore, he is the one that is showing us how to live. Our bodies have been bought for a glorious purpose. Now, let's start something from this point. Let's enter into the biblical anatomy. 
of the human body. The biblical anatomy of the human body. The biblical anatomy of the human body. The biblical anatomy of the human body. <laughs> My God. Now, when you pick, when let's start from the head. Let's start from the head. Anytime you hear the word head, anytime you hear the word head, first we are speaking of beginning. Beginning, we are speaking of principal. Principal, this is to say, there is no way anything can exist without a beginning. So, the Bible said in the book of Ecclesiastes. That there is a beginning and an end unto everything under the sun. And listen, there is nothing that has an end without having a beginning. When a child in the womb of a woman is about to come out, there is only one part of the child that comes first for them to know. That this is a normal birth, and that is the head. The head, when you enter into heaven, the temple of God, the beginning of heaven. The temple of God is actually the throne of God. It's the throne of God. So, as a human being, God designed your head as His throne in His temple. God designed your head as His throne in the temple. We are about to delve deep. So, follow me. So, follow me. God designed God designed your head as the throne. Now, yeah. My God. Now, the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1 down. Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1 down. The Bible said, After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet 
talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Now, verse 2, he said, And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in the heaven. A throne was set in heaven. The first thing that appears in heaven for heaven to be heaven is the throne. And it is the head of everything. It is the beginning of heaven. The beginning of the temple of God, which is heaven, is the throne. And the throne is the head. The human head was designed to be the throne of the temple of God. Is somebody with me? Good. And I'm about to show you something that will get a lot of you 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 will just be blown away. My dear pa, Ecosas. And he said, And once sat on the throne, verse 3, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald, verse 4, and round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And up, <laughs> oh my God. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now, verse 5, that is the most important part. Listen to what he said. He said, And out of the throne, and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. Now, let's look at these three dimensions, these three things. Very, very, very important. Can you hear me? Good. Now follow me. The Bible said, out of the throne. So the throne is the head. The word of God said, out of the throne proceedeth first lightning, second thunderings, and the third voices. Now these three things, lightning, thunderings, it's like lightning, thunder, and voices. These three things are very deep. There are very deep secrets in the kingdom of God, especially in God's temple. Now, let's put the voices aside because the voices has a link with the tenderness, the thunder. So you first let's drop the um, the voices. We will come back later and pick it. Now, looking at lightning and thunder. Lightning and tender. Lightning and tender is actually speaking much more of light and sound. Light and sound. Light and sound. Is somebody with me?
good. Now, light and sound. Now, understand, I said the head is the throne. The head is the throne. So, you as a human being, your head is actually speaking of God's throne. God's throne. And God's throne, according to Revelation chapter 4, verse 5, the Bible said, Certain things proceeded out of the throne, and definitely these things must also proceed from your head. The first one is lightning, the second one is thunder. So now, as we look at your head, we are speaking, the lightning is speaking of light, and the thundering is actually speaking of sound. Now, when we look at the light, the Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 the Bible said the light of the body is the eye the light of the body is the eye the light of the body is the eye where can the eye be found in a person it is hidden in a part of the head The only part of a man that detects light is the eyes in its pure sense. Now, the next one speaks of thunderings and thunder speaks of sound. Sound. Now, with sound, I want to say something. There are two different dimensions, or let me say, two main dimensions of sound. Two main dimensions of sound. Those of you that did physics in high school, you understand what I'm about to say. The first dimension of sound is called noise. Noise. And the second dimension of sound is called voice. It is out of that voice that we can get music. Any sound that you make that does not hit a certain frequency in its arrangement it is not a voice, it is a noise. Exactly. Exactly. God bless you, Mr. Pebrajic. Are you all following? We are going deeper. Good. Good. Now, that is not all. The Bible said that the throne that we saw in the book of Revelation, chapter 4, the word of God said, That there was a rainbow round about the throne. There was a rainbow round about the throne. 
there was a rainbow round about the throne. Now, what is this rainbow and what is it linked to in your head? I think this teaching will take 15 years because if you want to dissect everything one by one <clears throat> now this rainbow rainbow is actually a symbol of god's covenant rainbow is a symbol of god's covenant the first time rainbow manifested on the earth was when god spoke to noah after the flood swept every human being from the surface of the earth god spoke to noah and said i am making a covenant with you from today that i will not destroy the earth with water again so anytime that you even see that it is raining so heavily don't be afraid it is not me trying to wipe away all humanity from the earth just as i have done and what i am going to do for you to see that i will definitely not go against my word is that i'm going to cause a rainbow to appear in the sky and the moment the rainbow appeared god said this shall be a token of my covenant to prove to you that i will not destroy the earth with water again so rainbow is a token and a symbol of god's covenant now when we come to your head as a human being there is a certain part of your head that is very 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 important to god it is a strong covenant between yourself and God and any time that that covenant is broken you are already dead in fact it is the easiest way somebody can kill a person once rainbow also stands for glory because it actually speaks of the light of God and its colors rainbow speaks of the light of god and its colors and one of these is i'll explain all these things into details because when you pick the rainbow the rainbow is in seven colors but when you add all the seven colors together you get one color which is white it is called white light so it is white light that split into seven colors and those of you who did um inter-science cry it was even part my i think what, what does it what does it go um Those of who did inter-science, you, you, you understand that, you know. Good. And I want to shock you. I want to shock you by saying exactly the color spectrum. Those of us who did fix this, it is, we have something we call a glass prism. And this glass prism, when you throw light on it, it is the glass prism that will actually def- reflect all the light into different colors and all the seven colors will appear and i want to shock you all these colors are very deep secrets in god's temple if you don't know you don't know and i'll bring you back to the tabernacle that moses built when they were on their way 
from Egypt to the promised land. God asked Moses to build a certain tabernacle. And he asked Moses to use certain colors to design some curtains. Very, very, very important. Every color has a meaning. And there is an archangel in charge of all the colors. The archangel in charge of the white light, entire white light of God, is called Uriel. Uriel. U-R-I-E-L. Uriel. Archangel Uriel. Is the angel in charge of the entire white light. But when these white lights are divided into different colors, the color red has an archangel in charge. I'm going to tell you only one. The color green, the archangel in charge of the color green is called Raphael. And the color green is a symbol of life, of healing. Is a symbol of life and of healing. So Raphael is the archangel in charge of the color green. There is a way a man with understanding can even know. I will explain things for you to understand. I don't want to go ahead of myself. Now, <clears throat> so the rainbow that surrounds the throne is a symbol of God's covenant. And rainbow is actually white light. White light is the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. So there is a certain part of your body, your head, that is God's glory. It is called your hair, your hair, your hair. So your hair to God, when God enters his kingdom, if as we are looking at you as the temple of God, your hair actually is the rainbow that is surrounding your head, which is your th- the throne. And it will shock you for you to know. That is why Paul will come out and tell the woman that the glory of a woman is in, in her hair. Then when the woman marries, the glory shifts to the man. We will go through all these things for you to understand. Your hair. And I want to tell you something. Your hair is the rainbow of the throne of God. It is God's glory. And let me tell you, in the things of God, the last thing that ever remains is the glory of God. That is why even we as human beings, our end is the glory of the Lord. It is not our beginning, our end. So when we even look at your head right now, when we even look at your head right now, your head actually is the custodian of the beginning and the end of your life. <laughs> For you to know the end of the entire universe, you must pick this knowledge from the throne of God. And that one too is the beginning of the universe. That is why the beginning and the end is always at one point. I can look at your hair. And depict what can happen to you and when you will die and everything. Your hair, your hair. Don't joke with your hair. 
There is a song that says that our, our strength, thy grace, our rule, thy word, our end, the glory of the Lord. Our end is the glory of the Lord. And that glory of the Lord is the white light, which is the rainbow of God, which is your hair. And I want to shock you by saying something. When a person dies and the person begins to decay, the last part of the person that decays is the hair. Even the bones can decay and still the hair will be there. The last part of a human being that decays is the hair. That is to tell you that glory is the end of God's systems. It is the last thing of God's systems, glory. No matter the matter, everything must end in glory. Are you following? We are, we are with the head. We just spoke of only two things. We are about to enter your, your skull and begin to break things down. By the time we complete this teaching, some of you will not sin again. <laughs> when you are about to sin, you will know what you are about to do to God's temple. You will never sin again. You will see the kind of insult you will be insulting God's temple. My son, you must be careful. He said, Make I sin my last. So, for last one, and I end that, and I just with this knowledge. If you go to sin again, it is your own jejeje. <laughs> okay. Let's move on a bit. Also, don't worry, Erasmus. When I'm done, I will, I will upload the message. You can download and listen. Come here once, said Papa. I went to the barber shop, and the man said, You are a pastor, and I did not know him. Look at that. People can just look at your hair and know who you are. Your hair is the easiest way for a person to decode your end. The easiest way. The easiest way to kill you. Because, because it is a sign of your end. He said after then, I never went to him again. <laughs> Look at that. People have eyes. Somebody said from today, I won't baba my hair again. <laughs> Somebody said, Daddy, if you become bald, does it mean your glory has end? Oh no, 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 not at all. If you have if you have a bald hair, do you have hair? Unless you are naturally born a Sakura man. 
naturalist akura that one i don't know but this is the cockroach near could yes assembly all right so now get this we are on, we are on the throne we have not spoken of who is seated on the throne We are now about to go there. So people of God, the throne of God in the temple of God, which is in heaven, God made it in a way that is your head. And he placed a rainbow around that throne, which is your head, which actually is your hair. That rainbow is your hair. That is why Jesus can look at people and say, "Hey, don't you even know that the number your the 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 number even your hair has been numbered by God? Your hair it has been numbered. So when you go to the barber shop and you shave your hair, he knows the the number of hair that have gone down, and he knows the number of hair that is remaining, and he knows." How the glory will be replicated and how the glory will increase. So I'm going to show you certain things. We'll go very deep and understand the matter of cells. I'm telling you, something there. We'll go into the matter of cells. And we will now understand. Please, if you are not scientifically inclined, get ready. Gavin Yebeko did. We'll talk about emotions and how emotions link up to the temple of God. We'll talk about them. We'll delve very deep. We'll talk about your ear. Why the, your ear has been shaped in the way of a music sign. And why your the ear the the shape of your ear is like that of your DNA strand. Haven't you seen that when you look at your ear, it is like a certain round round thing. If you have seen that shofar that they blow, that shofar that they blow, that horn, big horn that they blow like a trumpet. And if you have seen the shape of that horn, it is exactly the same shape as your ear. And it has a great effect on your life. Somebody said, nah, Papa, you are not human. Debbie, Debbie. Like the knowledge is, as <laughs> of it is grace. We, have, we are about to delve deep. Some of you will run away. I said, you will exit Podbean and come back tomorrow. Somebody said, I am now appreciating the reason why I am doing science in school. Well, exactly. That is what God showed me in level 200, first semester. Then I understood why I was a science student all this while. I'm telling you. 
And that even gave me the motivation to study. If only I'm studying and I'm not getting what I'm studying from the scriptures, means you're and the exams background me. The woman said, Does I care? I'm telling you. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on. Now, apart from the rainbow that moved around the throne, the word of God said. The rainbow moved around the throne and it was like the sight of the rainbow was like an emerald. Emerald. And when you look at the word emerald, it is the word smagdos. Smagdos. And it's actually from this word that we got the it is the word diamond. Emerald is the hardest thing ever diamond diamond and that is why your hair is the hardest part of your body it is not your bone it is your hair the hardest part of your being is your hair yes your hair three new Many of you see, you see, many of you need to really understand things well. Let me show you something. When you go to the dark world, when you go to the dark world, the hardest thing in the dark world, you let me bring it to the normal sense. In the entire universe, the entire, the, the, um, the most hardest thing is called diamond. From then, you move to the hardest thing. Some of you are, you are about to be shocked by what I'm about to say. <laughs> Apart from diamond, the, the next hardest thing is called cobweb. Cobweb in ten times. Cobweb. <laughs> cobweb. And after cobweb, the next hardest thing is your hair. Somebody said she's finding it very difficult to understand the things I'm saying. Okay, I'm, I'm breaking it down. I'm, I've tried to break things down. Crap, but I'll, I'll force and break it down again. Have you ever experienced something they call moon tomb before? Where you became so stiff, you couldn't lift your hand, you couldn't even mention Jesus, you couldn't even shout. Good. This actually is a is, is a cobweb that was thrown around you. Cobweb. You see the way that thing can paralyze your entire body. It is a cobweb. And it is the most expensive thing in the dark world. The most expensive thing in the dark world is cobweb. Nobody adding to nobody. So be taunting time the year now when I'm ready to tell that means the person is very rich. 
in the dark world. It's a nipple in the three more thing. You don't care losing all they have to attack your destiny. Somebody said, Hey, I'm dead. You are not dead. You are highly delivered by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Today is the end of those things. If you have been experiencing that, I came to declare to you, you are free in Jesus' precious mighty name. All right. Good. Now, after the Bible said that lightnings and thunders and voices proceeded from the Lamb, from the throne, the Bible made mention of the fact that and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Now, <laughs> relax, relax. Wait, let me so don't get too shocked because we have not started yet. If you get too shocked, you might you might get electrocuted. We are yet to start, so don't get too shocked. I want you to know that as you are walking about, God's temple is actually moving. God's temple is actually moving. So wherever you find yourself, a place where God dwells has entered. That place should not be the same again. Until you see that, a lot of things will, will be normal in your life. See that, ah, a place where God was. My head is the throne of God. My head is the throne of God. The Bible spoke of lightning, which speaks of the light of your body, which is your eyes. Then thunders, which is the sound. Now, when we are looking at the sound, let me stay at the sound for some time now before we go on to the, um, the seven lamps of fire and where they are manifesting in your body. Now, let's look at the sound. Your eyes alone, Krampono, it has a lot of things that we can talk about. But let's look at the sound first. Are you all with me? Can we, can we zoom? Good. Now, looking at the thunders, when you look at the Bible, said these things proceeded. These things proceeded. 
So they were not really like entire fused part of the throne. They came out of the throne though. You get it? So they were actually having their individual manifestations, but their source was actually from the throne. Is somebody getting it? So these are parts that get their source from the head, but they are not really a part of the head. Is somebody getting the picture? Good. And we spoke about the eyes, which speaks of the lightning. Now, concerning the thunders, we are speaking of a certain part of your body, which is between your your chin getting down to your neck. There is a place there. It is called the lungs. The lungs. Let me explain it this way for you to understand. We are about to go into anatomy. Looking. So look at your neck. Getting to your chin area. There is a place there. It is actually where something of you is found called the voice box. How many of you know that? The voice box. You have heard of the pharynx and the larynx. How many of you can remember what I'm saying? You have heard of the epiglottis. When we started entering into science, certain people are running away. Good. So the voice box links to a certain part called the sense of speech. The sense of speech. The sense of speech. Now, the voice box, vo- voice box can be present, but if the sense of speech is not at work, there is no way a sound will be heard. That is why there are certain people, their sense of speech has been attacked. You can see them talking, but you cannot hear anything. <laughs> Somebody said, the only thing I know is my head, my shoulder, my knees, my toes, they all belong to Jesus. Oh yes, they all belong to Jesus. But we'll tell you where all these parts of you belong in Jesus. <laughs> so what is then your head to Jesus Christ? What is your shoulder to Jesus Christ? That is what the Bible said. Even Jesus, the Bible said that his government shall be on his shoulders. What at all is the link between the, the human shoulder and, and, and reigning? 
and dominion. What at all? How come when the Holy Ghost descended in the form of a dove, he did not stand on the head, but he stood on the shoulder of Jesus Christ? What at all? What is the link between the shoulder and government and rulership and dominion? The only thing that can cause human beings to take dominion over the earth is the Holy Ghost. And when he descended in a bodily form, in the form of a dove, he landed on the shoulder of Jesus Christ. Of, yeah, and the word of God said, his government shall be on his shoulders. Some of his scriptures are now coming clear to you. Because there are many things that we see in scripture, we just move about it and go. Look at this. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 verse 28, that if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, other versions is by the finger of God. So, what is the link between your finger and the Spirit of God? So, the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit is also known as finger works. The manifestation of the Spirit is also known as the works of thy finger or the finger. Is somebody with me? From today, when you go to church and they say clap your hands, you will know what you are doing. You will understand what you are doing in the temple of God. You will not just say, you will not just relax and not clap. When we are worshiping and you are supposed to fall to the ground and worship, don't sit, don't stand. You are supposed to understand what you are trying to do. Even prayer has a lot of postures that have deep meanings in the temple of God. When you are praying and you are sitting on the floor, it has a meaning. When you are praying and your hands are lifted, it has a meaning. When you are praying and only your left hand is lifted, it has a meaning. Only your right hand, it has a meaning. All these things have meanings in God's temple. That is why when you enter into the mosque and certain people are using their foreheads to touch the ground and they are worshipping a certain moon goddess, you have to know the link between the forehead of the person and that god. There is a certain link between the forehead of human beings and a deity. There is in between your two eyes. There is a certain part in between your eyebrows. There is a certain part of your forehead known as the temple the temple it is where normally your pineal gland is found it is where your pineal gland is found it is the part of you that links you to the spiritual realm and all these things i'm talking about we are actually speaking about the throne We, have, we just started with the throne, with the head. We are now trying to come to the neck. And when you look at the neck, especially the guys, there is a particular bone. I don't know whether it is a bone or something that is there. That many people call it Adam's apple. How many of us have heard of that? 
good. Adam's apple. And according to people with their funny, funny, funny explanations and things, they said when Adam was eating the apple and God was coming, he quickly swallowed the thing without chewing it. And he choked him. And the thing. <laughs> That is why they said Adam's apple. Hey! <laughs> all right, all right. Now, let's move on. And a question the Kohone Danny Adams Apple. God punished some of our Sunday school teachers, they killed us, Papa. Now, the throne, the throne. <laughs> so, so people are mentioning the names of their Sunday school teachers. They do on betimu. He said, Abraham was counting the stars, and he got to a point. He, he said he was going to drink water. So of God. <laughs> oh my God, that is very funny. Let's forget this and this good teachers and move on. Now, Looking at the voice box, have you realized that there is a certain link between your nose? There is an opening between your nose. And your mouth something that enters through your nose can appear in your mouth and something that is in your mouth can also come through your nose so that many of us were eating rice and we did not swallow it well through the normal way 
and when you decided to sneeze the thing came out the rice came out of your nose many people have experienced that before good now so <laughs> so there is a link between your nose and your mouth and there is a link between your mouth down through your esophagus there is a place known as your throat a very 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 critical place in the body of man that is why COVID-19 is a foolish thing Some of you are now getting things things are becoming a bit clearer to you you have started understanding things well so now you know don't go and put egg in your hair and say i'm being rasta don't go and use calories to lock your heads and say you are becoming now you know that you are not supposed to watch anything just anything with your eyes for your eyes have been bought every part of you have been bought by God and they must be used to glorify God. How then do you use your eyes to glorify God? See only that which the Lord sees. Whatever the Lord does not look at and he forbids, don't watch them. So, Job said, I have vowed with my eyes not to look at any unclean thing. I have vowed with my eyes. Now, from that dimension, from the neck area where we had the voice box getting down to the throat. Hmm. That is when the Bible spoke of the seven lambs of fire, which are the seven spirits of God that are in front. They were burning in front of the throne. So as we look at your head as the throne, there is a part of you
there is a part of you that actually stands for the seven burning lamps which, which is the seven spirits of God and I want to give this as an assignment because of these teachings God willing tomorrow um, school of the prophets all of you will join us here because of the, this um, teaching God willing tomorrow school of the prophets you will join us here good then we handle this one so it's an assignment which part of the human body this one you will not get it anywhere in any book what I'm, t- what I'm teaching you is not in any book you will not get it on google it is only by the inspiration of the holy ghost and deep encounters that can cause you to know some of these things so you think you want to go and google and bring the answer it's a lie Crystalline, God bless you. I want to say one thing. I was talking to someone. Do you know that? Let me tell you. When you enter the temple of God, there are certain things you only understand them in God's temple. The first one is mercy, the second one is grace. Mercy, grace mercy grace faith and all those things they are all present in the temple of god so if you really want to understand in fact if somebody wants to understand mercy which the person must understand it from the temple of god and you are the temple of god so there is a way we can know mercy from you now let's go a little bit into that the word mercy is the word rakam in Hebrew rakam in, he- in Hebrew rakam and the word rakam means wound wound our dear wound our dear mercy mercy actually means wound So anybody that has a womb must be merciful. That is how God made it. That is why when you look at the womb of a woman, the womb of a woman, and do you know that when you enter the the tabernacle that Moses built for God, when you enter the most holy place and you look at the Ark of the Covenant that was there. There was a certain part of the Ark of the Covenant that is known as Mercy Seat. Do you know that? Hey, you don't know. Good. The Mercy Seat. Exactly. So the when you look at the Ark of the Covenant, two cherubim are facing each other and as they are facing each other their wings are actually touching each other but they are looking on top of the ark of the covenant 
and that top part where the eyes of the cherubim are looking is called the mercy seat. When you look at the womb of a woman, you realize that the womb is there and two fallopian tubes face each other on top of the womb. Have you seen that? Two fallopian tubes are facing each other on top of the womb. So the womb now becomes the mercy seat that was actually on the Ark of the Covenant. And the two fallopian tubes are a symbol of the two cherubim. Now look at this. When Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they were going to eat of the tree of life, there is something that God did. The Bible said, God made cherubim, two cherubim, two cherubim to stand in the way that leads to the tree of life, to guard the way to guard the way so anytime you see mercy something is trying to cover mercy and that which is trying to cover mercy is actually a cherubim so what the two cherubim did was that they were guarding the way to the tree of life now Jesus came and said I am the way the truth and the life what was Jesus trying to say? Hmm. Is somebody following? We are now about to start. We are now about to start. God willing, tomorrow I will take my time. We'll go into the body fluids. We'll start from the rib. The rib cage and all those. The heart, the liver, the stomach, the position of all these things and what they mean in the kingdom of God. Now, do you know that when somebody, when a child is in the womb of a woman, which is mercy, when a child is in mercy, when the child gets to nine months, the child must be separated from the mother's womb. The child must be separated from the mother's womb. And what actually links the child to the mother's womb is what we call placenta. The placenta and the umbilical cord. Do you know that? Good. So now, mercy is actually the womb, but the placenta and the umbilical cord that connect the child to mercy is actually called grace. So the separation of a child from the mother's womb is by grace. So listen to what Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter 1 verse 5. Galatians chapter 1 verse, verse 5. He said, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. 
God separated Paul from his mother's womb and called him by his grace. So the separation of a person from the mother's womb, which is mercy, is a calling called grace. Many of you, before you understand the word mercy and grace, you need to look at a woman who is about to give birth. Before you can understand that. And looking at a woman who is about to give birth, the woman's body is the temple of God. So there is no way you can understand mercy and grace without having understanding into the systems of the temple of God. Somebody here. Good. All right. Today I just spoke about the throne, which is your head. And we have not gone anywhere else. God willing, tomorrow we are going to delve deep into the other. Even the head we have not finished. So we'll finish with the head. And we'll go deep to the others. By the time we get to the soles of your feet, some of you, you will cry, sir. You will not sin again. Somebody said, my head even aches. Kafra. Somebody said, why don't you write a book that, oh, I'm waiting on God. Whatever God says is final. God bless you. So let me take two questions. Let me take two questions. And um, we will be... Out of here for tonight. Somebody said, I'm excited. God bless you, Crystalline. <laughs> Rasmus says, So you can download, uh, he wants the book so that he can download the PDF. Jennifer said, Daddy, please, my pastor friend said, When you experience that cobweb thing in dream, someone must touch you. And yes, sir, you can die through it in your sleep. Not all the time. There are so many things that can actually come. Not all those experiences are from cobwebs. But about 95% of them are cobweb manipulations. Sometimes a certain giant spirit might be passing your area. And the atmosphere around that spirit can create that stagnation in your, in your room. I've seen it before. A certain woman was passing, a giant woman was passing, but by then I was in level 200. A certain giant woman, a very giant witch, was passing behind my window. And the room became heavy. My eyes opened, I saw the woman pa passing. And when she passed, no, that was when I came back to myself. I said, God punished the devil. Osofo said, please, why has this message been hidden from the body of Christ? Osofo, it is not all men that have understanding into some of these things. Some people just want to mention your shoe, your shoe size. Just want to count the number of beans you ate so that people will clap for them. And they, they will just go their way. All right, Mr. Vipraji, so... So does the different compartment in the tabernacle relate to a part of the human structure? Yes. Yes. Which part of the body, soul or spirit? Which part? The body, soul or spirit? And does the Holy 
of holies has anything to do with the secret place which we must strive to be at yes 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 i want to shock you something the holy place the secret place that the bible actually makes mention of eh, do you know where it is it is it is in your spirit it is in your spirit that is where you encounter the holy ghost that is where you encounter god in your spirit the secret place is not at your mountains it is not under your bed it is in your spirit once you can go into your spirit you, are, you, are, you have already broken a certain hedge Someone said, Prophet, I once had a dream where my pastor was telling me that there is fire on my head. I should not cover it. Please, can you share some light on it? Pity, when I got here, you were already passed on the hair. Oh, the hair is the glory of a personality. It's a symbol of God's glory, especially women. And there is a reason why the hair is really much more a great symbol in women than in men. I'll talk about it, God willing, tomorrow. I'll talk about it, God willing, so don't be worried. Somebody said, how can you know someone is a priest man of God? By looking at the hair. <laughs> I, I don't know how to teach you this one. There is a physical way to look at it. And there is another way. The physical way to look at, at that to decode that the person is a man of God is two, two physical ways. But the other one, you have to have a deep insight from the spirit before you can decode. In the times of old, there was a certain haircut only pastors used to have it. But right now, be a chubby. So, someone said, "Why is it so easy being carnal than spiritual, Daddy?" <laughs> when it comes to to switching realms, oh yes, that one there. Because you have been born into the natural already. And the body that you have right now is a body that carnality actually feeds on. So until you strive for spiritual mastery, your body will always cause you to do what you are not supposed to do because of the flesh. Okay, Mr. Prejudice, we have one minute, Pearl. Papa, still on the secret place. I presume the secret place should be a place where you come out of with some form of joy and gladness and some sense of presence. But sometimes we can pray for hours and still no, no, no shoe. <laughs> Does it mean we didn't enter the secret place or we entered but we couldn't perceive? Oh, people visit. Some people can visit and others can stay. The more you stay in there, it is the more you come out with the presence. And I'm going to show you the prayer ways to enter into the secret place. Yeah. In fact, the secret place, when you, a person is entering there, every prayer topic changes. 
as you are getting close, you are beginning, beginning to see how weak you are. That you only know that it is only God that can help you. I will, I will teach on that. I will teach on. We have a few seconds. God bless you, and keep you all strong. We shall meet God willing tomorrow for lunch prayer fire in the in the evening for the teaching service.